Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. We're continuing our study in the Old Testament book of Sirach, and we're looking at practical wisdom for daily life for Christian living in our world today. And what I'd like to talk about today is life balance with God's gifts. And balance is critical for wise living. It's very easy, in fact, to go off balance. We get an insight for something and you pursue it, but perhaps ignoring some other facets of life that would counterbalance that. And before we know it, we're way off balance in our desire to do good. You know, there's even a balance in doctrinal life. And my estimation, having been both a Protestant and now a Catholic for several years, I do think that Catholics are better at balancing doctrine because doctrine needs to be balanced. I mean, you can look in the early centuries of the church and say, why couldn't they get this? But, you know, some people had the insight that Jesus Christ was a man. Of course he was. No, Jesus Christ was God, but in a balance to hold both of those together can be very difficult. In fact, I think the tendency to splinter off into various Protestant denominations is that somebody gets a hold of a truth but emphasizes it to a degree that it's off balance. But on the other hand, I think there's some things in the Catholic Church that we could bring into better balance that we could learn from Protestants, particularly our evangelical Protestant friends. So that's what Christian life is about. Now, today, I'd like to share with you something that I encountered while preparing this series in the book of Sirach. And just uh, FYI, this is my first serious study in the book of Sirach. I've read it a few times, but just basically read through it. I never really uh, studied it. And what happened to me in studying Sirach in just the last few weeks is that something someone shared with me decades ago came to the fore. And let me share it. Uh, my father had passed away, and one of his friends, very kind to me, a Christian man, uh, offered me some advice. And again, this was decades ago. And his advice was a single Bible verse. Now, to put this in context, when he shared this single Bible verse, uh, I had just undergone a very intense conversion experience. Uh, my conversion was from the 1960s and 1970s hedonism to Christianity. Now, I believe in hindsight, he has since passed away, my dad's friend, and I'd love to go have a conversation with him. And he was a very subtle man. He didn't like browbeat you with something he wanted to share with you. He would just very uh, quietly share this with you. But I think my dad's friend shared a particular verse that I'm just about to share with you in order for me to find a healthy balance in my new walk with Christ. But I ignored his advice, and 
I'll share why in a moment. But I think this was the verse. And when, when I say I think it was the verse, I didn't recognize until I looked carefully into this that there are multiple verses like this in the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, this is really confusing to a lot of folks, but there are two books of the Bible in the Old Testament that sound like they have almost identical titles. Ecclesiastes is the book of wisdom. It's a wisdom book. And there is the book that we're studying, Sirach, which is Ecclesiasticus. So you have Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiasticus, just to confuse the matter. What I'm about to share with you is how these two books together kind of broke through uh, part of my unbalanced life. But I think this is the verse he shared with me, as best as I can remember. Again, this is from Ecclesiastes, not Sirach. Ecclesiastes 3.12, and it says this, I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Also, that it is God's gift to man that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. Now, as I mentioned, uh, I came out of a life of uh, youth, youthful hedonism, and I had become very, very serious about following Jesus Christ. I was ready, willing, and eager to deny anything that stood my way of following Jesus. And really, it was a path of asceticism, and that's not a bad word, except if it's taken out of balance. And I saw asceticism, you know, deny this, deny this, deny this, as the path to a committed discipleship. And my dad's friend was offering me a balance that I think I needed. Now, one of the reasons uh, I had ignored it is that I knew enough about the Old Testament at this time that you can't take everything in the Old Testament wisdom literature as something to follow. Now, you might think, well, what are you picking and choosing, cafeteria approach to the God's word? No, it's, it's it, let me give you an example. The book of Job is wisdom literature. But in the book of Job, you have Job's friends who offer some really horrible advice, and, and this advice goes on for several chapters. So you just can't, like, open your Bible in a random thing and pick a verse from one of Job's so-called comforters and take it as wisdom. No, these guys were foolish and had to be corrected by God and prayed for by Job. So not everything that's expressed in wisdom literature, perhaps it's kind of a, a two-way conversation. This is wise, this is foolish, and there can be dialogues going back and forth. And I just thought, well, what is this? There's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy themselves. No, we need to be gung-ho soldiers of Jesus and deny ourselves. Well, that's true. We need to be soldiers of Jesus. We do need to deny ourselves. But on the other hand, it's talking about an appreciation for God's gifts and enjoying them in the simple pleasures of life. Now, 
one I didn't uh, realize is that this isn't one of the negative portions of Ecclesiastes, because right towards the beginning of the book, in chapter 2, the preacher says, I said to myself, come now, I will make a test of pleasure. Enjoy yourself, but behold, this was also vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad and of pleasure. What use is it? I searched my mind with how to cheer my body with wine. All was vanity. In other words, right at the beginning of Ecclesiastes, he's saying, I tried hedonism. It was vanity. There was nothing to it. It didn't provide what I was searching for. And yet, multiple times later in the book, he is extolling a balance, which I don't think I had, and that's why my dad's friend was trying to share with me some of these verses from Ecclesiastes, of enjoying God's gift but not trying to find something in them that's only found in God himself. But these are some more verses from Ecclesiastes, and I'm sharing these because there may be one or two people somewhere out there listening to my voice who is a bit like me. You take your Christianity very seriously and maybe overlook a couple of dynamics that would bring a better balance to your whole approach to the Christian life. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 19. Every man also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and find enjoyment in his toil. This is the gift of God to have work that you find meaning with, wealth and possessions, and the power to enjoy them. This is a gift of God. That's obviously something good. A God's gifts are good. Ecclesiastes 6 and verse 1. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy upon men. In other words, it throws them off whack, off balance. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires, yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity. It is a sore affliction. Um, I'll just give you one more. There's a couple more, but I'll just give you one more. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 7. Go eat your bread with joy, drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. And again, just in case anybody, you know, it, there's, a, there's a danger broadcasting, okay? Somebody out there listening at once a verse to pick off the air and turn the radio off, like, oh, Steve just gave me some verses to engage in a hedonistic lifestyle as a Christian. See you later. No, that's not what I'm saying, because Ecclesiastes is not recommending hedonism, but he is exhorting the faithful to a careful balance so that appreciation and enjoyment of God's gifts is present in your life. And the daily joys that you can experience in life are to be received as gifts of God with thanksgiving. And I'm just looking at myself here just by using my uh, off-balance life as perhaps a, an example some others can learn a little quicker than I did. I think that 
being off balance in the hedonistic lifestyle and then having a dramatic conversion experience, I was trying to recover a balance by going overboard. And that's a false kind of piety that refuses to enjoy the good things of the world. Now, I realize there are uh, saints, for instance, that have engaged in radical asceticism. And maybe we glorify, and, and somebody's not going to like me for say this, but, you know, glorify those saints that God has called them to do these things in a special way. It's a special calling. And maybe ignore some of the verses I've already shared with you from Ecclesiastes and some of the verses I'm about to share with you from the book of Sirach. And for me, when I came back now to the book of Sirach, realizing that Ecclesiastes wasn't kind of a uh, quasi-hedonistic worldview, no, uh, he had already tried that. And then when you have the second testimonies, to me, Sirach was the second testimony. And just to confuse you again, we have Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiasticus. Sirach is called Ecclesiasticus as a nickname. It's called the church book, and it was widely used by the radical, on-fire, first-century Catholics living faithfully in the midst of a pagan empire, used by the saints and fathers and, and early church fathers to disciple people. So, again, these are some scriptures that should be a part of our life. And by the way, you know, you want to really get off balance, just, you know, pick two or three doctrines of the Bible, know them backwards and forwards, know exactly what, where they are, memorize them, but you ignore a lot of other things. There's other verses on this topic, but I'm just sharing with you this one slice of truth today. So, I was rather shocked by Sirach 14. It's not the only chapter in Sirach, but chapter 14 is right along the same lines as Ecclesiastes. And again, I kind of blew Ecclesiastes off thinking, oh, you got to be careful in wisdom literature. You take anything literal. And that sounded so shocking to my ears because, you know, isn't that the way most of non-Christian America is living and that type of thing? But no, maybe we'd have some more people attracted. <laughs> to the faith if we paid attention to these two books. In any case, here we go. Sirach 14 and verse 3, and this is going to sound very similar to Ecclesiastes. Riches are not seemly for a stingy man, and of what use is property to an envious man? Whoever accumulates by depriving himself accumulates for others, and others will live in luxury on his goods. If a man is mean to himself, to whom will he be generous? He will not enjoy his own riches. Now, I'm a Dave Ramsey guy. I really like uh, as much as you, you can to do the no debt approach. And even before Dave Ramsey, I was into Larry Burkett, who is like the grandfather to the Dave Ramsey no debt approach. And so, you know, i just appreciate a lot of care. We don't buy things we don't need with money we don't have. And you know that whole line. But it, it says here that you can go overboard with this approach. You can go overboard with just about anything. In fact, just taking Christology, the doctrine of Christ, you can become a heretic by taking one aspect of a two-sided question. 
And the same thing here, it's, and it's basically God has given a person things to enjoy in life, but he deprives himself to uh, so much that he's regarded as a stingy man, not just for others, but himself. And he says others will live in luxury on his goods. And so here you are, saving, 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 saving. And that's a good word. Don't get me wrong. But even saving something so good can be taken off balance. And he says, others will certainly live in luxury if you die and leave it to someone. Um, I can almost guarantee that (laughs) inherited wealth goes quickly and saved slowly, gone quickly. And he basically says, don't go overboard with this. Here's one from Sirach 14 and verse 11. My son, treat yourself well according to your means, and present worthy offerings to the Lord. I must say this this grates on me a little bit, and and that's okay. That's what the Bible is supposed to do. It's kind of chipping away maybe some things. Uh, In my case, I would say by good intention, wanting to be a faithful disciple, not wanting to live in a hedonistic uh, lifestyle, which I practiced, Uh, But maybe thinking that if I went overboard the other direction, that would somehow uh, be the golden mean? No, that's not it. And, uh, you know, be generous with your offerings to God. Treat yourself well. It's just, I'm just saying, I'm reading this and it grates on me, but I'm keeping some of these scriptures in front of my eyes because we need scriptures to challenge our thinking, to challenge our ways, particularly when we might go off balance. This is from Sirach 14 and verse 14 and 15. Do not deprive yourself of a happy day. Let not your share of the desired good pass by you. Will you not leave the fruit of your labors to another and what you acquired by toil to be divided by lot? It says to a certain degree, it's fine and proper to enjoy God and his gifts that he gives you to enjoy life. Have a happy day. Treat yourself well. And I know this to Catholics, and I and I began this broadcast saying I think overall Catholicism is much, much better at balancing things, but perhaps that asceticism, which definitely has a place. I'm not saying we're to be against asceticism. Uh, There are times of fasting. I mean, Jesus told us that. Uh, You know, there is a season of Lent, and we, we need it, but there seems to be an excessive asceticism, an unbalanced asceticism that's warned against in Ecclesiastes and Sirach. And again, God could call certain people to extraordinary things, but we need to be careful that God has called us. Otherwise, we need to live in a balanced norm, and that means not going off the deep end. We should, as Christians, be able to enjoy a legitimate pleasure. Now, uh, you know, self-indulgence to a sinful degree 
hedonism, runaway consumerism. <laughs> Go to the mall and buy everything you can and max out your credit card. I'm not saying that. But there are things of the earth provided by God that are good and are to be enjoyed. And I'll just step into a little bit of a, a questionable practice. But uh, flagellation, that's where you basically are self-whipping yourself. You know, as a, as a new Catholic, uh, I went to a retreat that was uh, uh, led by what I was told is a rock-solid uh, priest who, uh, you know, the type of thing you really want to go to if you're serious about your faith. And this is one of the things we were told at this conference. And, and I know uh, some popes and saints and uh, certain religious groups, Catholic religious groups, practice this even to this day. But um, I think our contemporary world is going to provide us enough pain for the faith that we don't need to do it to ourselves. That's just me. And I'm just saying as one who I think went a little bit overboard, perhaps we can listen to even this book in the Bible that's not even in Protestant Bibles, so it's being ignored by so many Christians, and then it's not even read by so many Catholic Christians, that we could have a little bit of a balance here, and that's what I'm trying to say today, okay? Now, I'm going to give you an an example of this. Um, Sirach chapter 31 and verse 25 gives an example of the misuse of God's good gifts. And I'm talking about wine. He says this, do not aim to be valiant over wine, for wine has destroyed many. Hedonism does. That's what the beginning of Ecclesiastes said. It's it's all vanity when you pursue these things and an end of himself rather kind of making these things a God and taking them to excess and you forget to use them in balance as a gift from God, then you go and find you're destroying yourself and maybe those around you. Now, that was Sirach 31.25. Don't be valiant over wine because wine has destroyed many. But two verses later, we have these two verses. Wine is like life to men if you drink it in moderation. Balance. What is life to a man who is without wine? It has been created to make men glad. See, happiness and joy, uh, gladness, these are creations of God. Uh, Everybody thinks Satan has a corner in all this stuff. And, you know, it's maybe not quite the contest between uh, you know, enjoy life if you don't follow Jesus and have a miserable but committed discipleship if you do follow Jesus. This doesn't seem to be presenting that picture. Yes, there will be extreme hardships, and I'm not saying don't face those hardships with Christ, but there are things that God has created to make us glad. And it says further, wine drunk in season and temperately is rejoicing of heart and gladness of soul. Goes on this a little further on in Sirach, the next chapter, 32 and verse 5. A ruby in a setting of gold 
is a concert of music at a banquet of wine. Oh, it's like a jewel. A concert of music and a banquet of wine. Uh, these are things that were created by God to make us glad. We should be thanking him and taking these as gifts. Yes, there are seasons of Lent, there's times of fasting, and there's times of trial, which may be not too far over the horizon, so we don't have to worry about doing things to ourselves, but to find a, a balance. And we are warned by St. Paul, again, this isn't just something from the uh, Old Testament. In the New Testament, St. Paul, in his epistle to the Colossians, who uh, kind of got off balance, actually, it says, uh, you died to the elemental spirits of the universe. Why, does you, why do you live as like you belong to the world and submitting to regulations? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. And just human precepts, just avoiding everything type of thing, thinking somehow that will make you a finer believer. And St. Paul says something that should be heard very clearly right here, Colossians 2 and verse 23. These have in, indeed an appearance of wisdom, not wisdom, but an appearance of wisdom, promoting rigor of devotion and self-abasement and severity to the body, but they are of no value in checking the indulgence of the flesh. No value. This is the... the a paradox that Romans 7 is talking about. Uh, the willing is to do right, but sometimes when you're self-willing, self-abasement, which is off balance, that's self-will. And self-will will make any problem you have worse. The balanced life is to thank God for what he brings your way while you have it. There may be times when we don't have any of these good things. There may be times in your life when you're broke. You can still thank God for what he has done for you, and he will get you through those times. But we need just to be careful about our outlook on life, and I'm very glad that Sirach helps us to do that. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 344 of Faith and Family Radio, and be sure to have an enjoyable week. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.